Divers, welcome to a special presentation of Mysteries of the Deep. I'm Tom Feeney, podcaster and purveyor of pop culture propaganda, searching beneath the surface of what seems to be the ordinary, the mundane, the pedestrian. This week, we go back in time to the very first Christmas movies. Who was the first to play jolly old Saint Nick on the silver screen? What were the first Christmas movies like? Let's dive in. These days, you can't swing a dead reindeer without hitting one of the many Christmas movies floating around the streaming media universe. This year alone, and I'm talking 2022, Hallmark will air 40, that's right, 40 original, quote, holiday-themed movies. That makes the total number of Deck the Hallmark movies to over 200 since the first one back in 2000. The Lifetime Channel is bringing up the rear with a mere 26 festive films in 2022. You gotta step it up, Lifetime. Recently, the newly rebranded Great American Family Channel, formerly Great American Country, has managed to lure several Hallmark stars away from the flock and have begun making their own special kind of Christmas movies. According to one of those stars, former Full House veteran Candace Cameron Bure, the new channel wants to, quote, promote faith programming and good family entertainment. Translation, no LGBTQ plus relationships, only what Bure referred to as traditional marriage. So I guess if Hallmark movies are too woke for you, well, now you have an even more sanitized choice. Thanks, Candace. I realize I'm going off on a bit of a tangent here, so... Let's talk about another new player in the Christmas movie game, Discovery Plus. Yes, the same cable conglomerate that brings you everything from the History Channel, which used to be about history, and the Learning Channel, which used to be about learning. Basically, they own half the cable channels that you watch every day. So, why not use that advantage to stage some sweet, sweet Christmas crossovers? Hey, it worked for Spider-Man No Way Home. Now, it all started last holiday season when Discovery Plus introduced us to Candy-Coated Christmas. Are we broke? Slightly. Slightly? When her holidays turn upside down... Oh, what the... Why'd you save your life? She'll take a wrong turn to the sweetest of places. First time in Peppermint Hollow? Uh, no, it's just been a while. With one mission in mind. And then my mom's childhood home in the middle of Timbuktu, Washington. And if I could just sell it, I can get my half of the investment money back. That's amazing, do that. But the best laid plans... Are you okay? ...are no match. Thanks for not evicting us yet. I assume that's why you're here. For the true meaning of Christmas, Food Network and Discovery Plus Net Brownie Bite are proud to present I Love This Place, our first ever scripted original movie. 
don't miss Molly McCook, Erin O'Connell. Merry Christmas. And a special appearance by Food Network Zone, Reed Drummond. You'll love it. In the Food Network and Discovery Plus original movie, Candy Coated Christmas. Streaming November 19th, only on Discovery Plus. Ah, uh, yes. Thank goodness for Reed Drummond, the pioneer woman. What would we do without you? But it doesn't stop there. This year, Food Network has a gingerbread Christmas. And that's about, you guessed it, a couple who find love amid a contentious gingerbread competition. The twist, it's being judged by Food Network personality Duff Goldman. Not to be outdone, HGTV has their hometown renovation couple Ben and Aaron appearing in a Christmas open house. Now, it's totally different, though. A couple find love amid a contentious home renovation project. Hey! Now, soon, if not already, there will be more of these cookie-cutter Christmas movies than there are days in the calendar year. It is inevitable. But it all had to start somewhere. While the motion picture camera was created in the last decade of the 19th century, it wasn't until the first years of the 20th century that motion pictures would begin enthralling audiences the world over. The first long-form narrative film, The Great Train Robbery, premiered in 1903, only a year after the first permanent movie theater in America was constructed. That film clocked in at a whopping 12 minutes. Now, it proved that people were not just willing to sit and watch a film with a complex narrative structure, but that they craved the experience and would return again and again. Of course, these early films were crude by today's standards. They had no sound. They were shot in black and white. And the first film actors were just beginning to learn how to play to a single camera instead of a live audience. But the sheer ingenuity of these early filmmakers essentially creating an industry while learning how to make magic with each and every movie is astounding. There is one element, however, that is fundamental to all films. You need a story. Okay, maybe not all films. Yes, I'm looking at you, My Dinner with Andre. So where were the stories for these early films coming from? Since they couldn't rely on sequel after sequel after sequel... They drew from two primary sources, literature and popular culture. And guess which ticks both of those boxes? Yep, Christmas. You knew that's where we were going, right? A well-established global holiday steeped in centuries of lore with elements of fantasy thrown in for good measure. Christmas would be an obvious choice for the new medium of film. But it does bring up another interesting question. For those who celebrate the holiday, Christmas can be a bit bifurcated. It's both a secular and spiritual observance. It can be all about Santa and sugar plums and stockings for some. While for others, it's a time to celebrate the birth of their Lord and Savior. It doesn't take a historian or a theologian to know which one of these came first. But what about when it comes to the movies? Was the first depiction of Christmas in a film about a jolly old elf or a baby laying in a manger. In this instance, Santa Claus arrived first. More on that, though, after these important messages. 
and Brankland has everything in Christmas trimmings. Come see their complete selection of home and tree decorations. Beautiful tree lights, tree trimming, window decorations, and much, much more. It's true, Ben Franklin has the biggest and best selection in town. Christmas sweets are a must. They feature kitchen-fresh, delicious Christmas candies at reasonable prices. And you'll get helpful, friendly service at Ben Franklin in Williston and Crosby. The Williston store will be open every night till Christmas, and the Crosby store will be open evenings starting December 4th. Wednesday shines brightly with the story of a timid little reindeer who saves Christmas for us all. It's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Next, the Crosby family recalls those magic moments that made Bing a special part of Christmas for us all. Bing Crosby, the Christmas years. Then, hello, I'm Johnny Cash. With special guests, Rita Coolidge and Chris Christopherson, and that wild and crazy guy, Steve Martin, in a fun-filled all-star holiday special, Wednesday, starting at 8. Burger King wishes everyone the happiest of holidays. Welcome back. When motion pictures were in their infancy, many aspiring filmmakers took to experimenting with different camera tricks to achieve different effects. Most early films were of this nature. Directors creating new techniques to get the most out of this new medium. Such was the case with the first depiction of Santa Claus on screen. The 1898 short film, appropriately titled Santa Claus. It was made by a Londoner named George Albert Smith. Now, he was an interesting fellow. Prior to getting into films, Smith was a popular stage hypnotist and self-proclaimed psychic. He became proficient with a precursor of the motion picture called a magic lantern, which was kind of an early type of slide projector. But once moving pictures were created, Smith devoted his life to developing new film technologies and making movies using his innovative special effects. Santa Claus was his seventh film, and it demonstrated several groundbreaking storytelling techniques. In the film, two youngsters are being put to bed by a maid. As she leaves, she turns out a light, and the entire background turns black, leaving just the bed with the children visible on the left side of the screen. On the right side, a circular portal appears, showing Santa Claus arriving on the roof of their home. Now, this is one of the first examples of parallel storytelling, where the audience sees two different things happening at the same time. Now, Santa climbs down the chimney, then appears in the children's bedroom, bearing gifts and an already trimmed Christmas tree. He leaves the tree and the presents and then disappears. The children awaken and are thrilled with their gifts. The end. It's all of one minute and 16 seconds long. But even for 1898, the Christmas tropes are there. Santa, snow, chimney, tree, presents. It's all recognizable. Sure, Santa doesn't look quite the same, not as rotund, and he's wearing a flowing furred robe instead of the Santa suit we've all come to know. And there are a couple reasons for that. First, the film was made in the UK, where Santa Claus is better known as Father 
Christmas and has a distinctly different look. Think of the Ghost of Christmas Past from Dickens' A Christmas Carol. But it's interesting to note that while the film was made in the UK, it's still called Santa Claus, not Father Christmas. The other reason for the different look has to do with the most popular soft drink on the planet. Our current idea of Santa Claus's look, the warm smile, the pink cheeks, red suit, large belt, etc., comes from the art of Haddon Sundblom, who painted that version of Santa for Coca-Cola to use in its advertisements. Now, that was over 30 years after Santa made his film debut. If you want to see this early example of film fantasy, the 1898 Santa Claus is available to view on YouTube. And it's at least worth a minute and 16 seconds of your time. We'll be right back. We will return to Torah, 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 starring E.G. Marshall and Jason Robards. An entire evening of Christmas specials, starting with The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. I must stop Christmas from coming. Followed by Frosty the Snowman. What's the joke? The snowman can talk. Finally, Patricia Neal and Richard Thomas. What is that? The Homecoming. See The Grinch Who Stole Christmas, Frosty the Snowman, and The Homecoming. Friday, December 12th at 8, 7 Central. Welcome back. As I said before, Christmas can be somewhat of a divisive holiday. There are those who feel that the true meaning of Christmas has been lost in favor of rampant commercialism. Just ask Linus Van Pelt. However, there is no shortage of religious representation when it comes to the story of the first Christmas. Churches and parochial schools stage nativity scenes every year. Folks put up their own nativity displays in front of their homes, only to have some dumb teen steal the baby Jesus calling all kinds of ruckus. When it comes to the movies, however, there have been many depictions of the birth of Christ throughout the years. But what was the first? Well, the likeliest candidate is the French film La Vie et la Passion de Jesus Christ, or The Life and Passion of Jesus Christ. It was produced, depending upon which source you believe, in either 1902 1903 or 1905. Now, it's a fairly straightforward biblical retelling of Jesus' life, crucifixion, and ascension. The infancy of Jesus comprises the first 10 or so minutes of the film. It is also considered one of the first films to have been colorized. Now, in those days, that meant hand-tinting each frame of film with a specific color. The special effects are more advanced, and there's even some camera movement, which was rare at the time. Also rare was the lack of title cards. Now, most silent films had cards on the screen for the audience to read that included things like dialogue or narration. The Life and Passion of Jesus Christ had no title cards, probably because it was assumed that viewers were already familiar enough with a story that had been around for nearly 2,000 years. Just like with Santa Claus, this historic treasure has been restored and can also be found for free on YouTube. So, yes, Virginia, there's a Christmas movie for everyone. Unfortunately, there aren't enough Hanukkah or Kwanzaa movies out there, so there's work to be done. Get to it, Hollywood. Thanks for listening. If this is the first time you've heard this podcast, check out our past episodes and subscribe so you don't miss a single one. And we want to hear from you. 
drop us a line at the deep dive podcast at gmail.com or on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter feeds. You can find links to those on our link tree site, the deep dive podcast by automaton. And don't forget to check out our official website, the deep dive All clips used in this podcast are meant for educational purposes only and not to infringe on existing copyrights. Mysteries of the Deep is a production of Automaton Studios.